The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Yeah. I grew up on that shit, man. Oh, you're in your car? What? You're in your car? dirty, dude. Yeah. Dirty, dude. Well, <laughs> you make that mistake one time, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. The cool kids, you get it to eat in your car, and then everybody would open their doors and stand out playing music and just eat right. off their hood. Oh, so it was like the cool kids would like congregate in the parking. I prefer just alone, hunched over, crying. <laughs> yeah, the, the kitchen seemed like oh, I don't want to do elbows, this. <laughs> elbows out. Yeah. yeah, I put on my uh, this Mortal Coil album. <laughs> God, <laughs> some national on repeat. Yeah, yeah just put it. On. Oh. You come out of it like you just fucking a lion kill in the Serengeti. <laughs> just dead eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fucking yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. In and out is like a cultish situation, kind of. Like. It's oh, it's probably the most overrated burger in America. I would say, so. and not because it's bad. It's not bad, but when you hear, and I come from the land, of, I yeah. used, I grew up eating at the first In and Out. This is it, yeah. the HQ, and it was good. Like what we would do is we would go since you had all the kind of it was kind of the restaurant row. On, it's called Ventura Boulevard. It runs like five miles. And they say if you eat uh, on Ventura Boulevard, if you eat at a different restaurant every day, it would take you something like three years to get through down Ventura Boulevard. Wow. And um, yeah, it's that intense. So we'd go to In-N-Out for a burger, then stop by Fry's for McDonald's, and then yeah. go get a shake from fucking when, Like we would hit all of it to complete our meal. It's like fast food tapas. Yeah, <laughs> if there was a sparrow, I would have shit my pants. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was brutal. So everybody was fat and had gout. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's we like went to Durango. Brahms for ice cream. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, I turned all my buddies on to. Um, have you guys heard about Mark Cuban's website where you can um, order discount prescription drugs? I've heard about it, but I didn't know it was up They're and running. Laced with fentanyl. So yeah, yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> all the good ones. Yeah, all the good ones. Well, so he 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 started something where he negotiates directly with like pharmaceutical. Exactly, companies. he's a third party portal for basically. Yeah, yeah, and like so, all these dudes that I did know you go town, on it? Um, yeah, I've looked on. I've looked at some of the meds I'm going to need going forward, and like I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I can actually get the good stuff. <laughs> Add to cart. Yeah. <laughs> Add to cart. Buy now. Buy now. Buy now. Buy now. Buy now. No bid. I'm not adding that top cart. Just send it. Well, if I get this, I get free shipping, so yeah. I might as well get it in the fuck. Well, there is an extraordinary amount of thirty somethings in this town that have gout. It. I heard about it, and it's a true thing. Per capita, like Durango's it's, gout problem is weird well it's drinking yeah it's beer specifically I, I mean i'm 50 and i drink like a goddamn grown man but you don't drink <laughs> but I, you, don't, you don't drink cases of beer like when you're no, 22 i don't i don't, and I don't drink beer yeah. so on top of it they're sedentary they drink a ton of beer 
and you get gout at 25. And then which, I think you, and you eat a lot of red meat. A lot of red meat. That's the other one, right? Yeah, Because it's all uric acid, right? That shit's supposed to be painful as Oh, dude, I heard. I mean, my good buddy. Um, had it and then I mean this guy was a badass snowboarder rock climber the whole just nine. pure athlete just at the, in the most purest form right and I he was like walking with a cane I was like oh do you wreck your <laughs> dirt bike or something oh, I got gout <laughs> <laughs> you're like I used to I put <laughs> Prior to moving to Durango, gout was on the tier of scurvy and rickets. Leprosy. I've heard of it, yeah. but I didn't know it existed uh, in reality. No, I know. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of gout going on. I My, my uncle was like 6'3 and 400 pounds. He had gout. So I always equated, oh, like, he, people yeah. need to look like that to have gout. Mm-hmm. And apparently not. Yeah. Good yeah. for us, Durango. Way to yeah. go, Durango. Hashtag winning. <laughs> Hashtag winning. <laughs> Always. First place. I know. You guys are probably listening to a a, a disruptive voice if you haven't already discovered. There's There's three of us here. Unfamiliar voice, and I'm sure it's disconcerting as fuck. He he was on one time, and we're going to talk a little bit. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I love Barry White. Goddamn. (laughs) Sexual child. Well, uh, next week, uh, when these start dropping, so as you're listening to this, it is officially Mm. Dave Woodruff week. Mm. For the Whiskey Real family of podcasts, absolutely, yeah, we're going to have two dropping. Uh, one, this one will drop on Tuesday, and then Dave was kind enough to do a Judgment Day with me. Great, which went really poorly. Of course, I mean to be I got, expected. I got no other content. So what do you? I'm going to roll it up. What do you want from a politics nerd? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really really fun. We will introduce our third wheel tonight, yeah. uh, Dave Woodruff, in a moment. I However, third leg. yeah, hey. Uh, this is definitely not going to be like the last podcast he did. No, no. Which was, <laughs> dare I say, civil. It was very civil. Um, and, we're going to be civil. We're going to be civil. I actually have some great questions for Dave that yeah. I think the people out there should want to hear the answer to for your own edification. Is it okay if I just say no comment? No, absolutely. Okay. 100%. You can do a Trump where you plead the fifth 500 times. Oh, dude, my, my lawyer uh, recommended that I don't answer well, I, 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 I plead I the fifth. Your lawyer, like, in the <laughs> I know, right? Well, the UK's got it down right. When they're doing interrogations and questionings, you can just throw no comment out. And yeah. it's, a, it, it's fine. Yeah. Whereas here, they, you know, mash your face into a grate and... <laughs> threaten your threaten your family and <laughs> and that's the good cop uh, for sure but guys we're gonna dive right in not everybody has all day to fuck around like you people out there so welcome back to the whiskey reel this is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels we are sitting high atop cloud city perched ever so gargoyle-ish on cloud city looking down on all of you as we are wont to do. You know this now. Some of us precariously. Precariously. Uh, Bobby, definitely precariously. I'm precariously. <laughs> Due I to could, recent I health could, concerns. Could, if, <laughs> if this podcast ends suddenly, you are all going to know why. Promiscuous or precarious? Same. Uh, same thing. Okay. Great. Yes. Great. Glad we cleared yes. that up. Um, as you as you know, those dulcet tones over there are uh, the other half of the whiskey reel, uh, but the better half, dare I say. Mm. This is the Bobby Duke. This is the man that haunts your dreams. This is Bobbit Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> I know this is going to be an awkward introduction because I have, you're the general manager of my heart. But. 
<laughs> but today we have my actual general manager, the general manager of my soul. Is this like uh, he's? He, I'm like Thanos to his Kang. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. we coexist. We don't know who really is more powerful. I'm gonna go ahead and give but Thanos Dave is dead. Thanos. I know. Yeah. Well, he's dead. Yeah. Kang's still, <laughs> Kang's still kicking around, my dude. Uh, no, my anywho. buddy sitting right here across from me. You guys know him, Sir Antonio Branderas of the Madagascar. Branderas. Oh, oh, oh. And sir, gentle sir over there with your questionable shirt. You know, you I, are welcome. <laughs> I knew I was going to be on, on a podcast and I was like, I'm going to wear a shirt for the podcast. I'm going to dress for the podcast. podcast. <laughs> you have, podcast a, you have a face for podcasting. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to hit yourself. Dave and Buster's after this. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself, my friend? Uh, my name is David James Woodruff of the Woodruff clan? Yeah. 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 Clan Woodruff. Woodruff. Yeah, very, very red. Very, very red-haired. Red. Um, yeah, um, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hell yeah. It's the yeah. second time you've been on the program. It has. You I'm, were there back in um, when yeah. it was the bunkie. Yeah. Many miles below the Earth's crust. Mm-hmm. Right. Now we, we did risen. a call-in, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was calling live Exactly. From yeah. And this my children. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the I'm in the bathroom. This is the only the time sh- I get in my life. Dad, you've been in there for four hours? Shut up. <laughs> um, we had lovely Mr. Woodruff on. If you guys don't know him, all, everybody in town knows him. But for you listeners that don't live in Durango, uh this is a gentleman. I'll extol his virtues so he doesn't have to. Um, this was um, the president of the CRA for a, quite a long time. He is, in my eyes, uh, personally, along with very talented people around him, but he is the tip of the spear when it comes to the wonderful restaurant El Moro. Um, that was a Dave Woodruff joint as far as I'm concerned. Um, but that being said, he is moving on to the political sphere, which I think, how many times do you think in the last 10 years people asked you? So what are you running for city council? Uh, more often. Like, seriously. Than I, yeah, I mean, yeah. dozens. But that's a yeah. compliment. You did so much with the CRA and sure. made so much headway there. It was totally. kind of a natural evolution. Right. And especially in the pandemic, you know, being, again, to your point, the tip of the spear with advocating and educating and being a voice for Durango to for sure. the rest of the state, that was really a, a you know, I, I'm never really in the political arena um, intentionally when I'm advocating for restaurants, but you kind of delve into that arena by virtue of just because of what you're advocating for and, and policy and strategy for how the, the state legislature dictates what we all do. Totally. And we, Bobby and I spoke, I think on the last podcast we had, Always be wary of people that are seeking positions of power. I always, if, if if leadership is thrust upon you and you get down with it and do your job, that's very, very admirable. But I always am very wary of people that are like, I want to be president. It's your sentence. I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, we obviously, all of you guys that listen to the program know our political affiliations. Um, Dave is running for Durango City Council, which is is awesome because that is, believe it or not, local government, as boring as it sounds, is kind of what makes the sausage in any town. Um, presidents are great. Governors, senators, those are very important people dealing with high-minded policy. But as far as what affects you as a local person in your town, it really comes down to the people sitting on your in your local government, city council, especially for a, a town like this. It's a this is where the decisions get made. 
the, where the rubber meets the road. It rubber meets the road yeah. by virtue of, you know, I, it was funny because I looked up today and I'm like, <laughs> a lot of people don't, don't know this. And I listened to the podcast you were on last time. And I wanted to know if this you guys would touch on this. Can you please explain in your own words what a city council person does? What does city council do for a town? Because I think a lot of people, nine, t- nine people out of ten, would, couldn't even tell you what they do. I guess in my estimation, we drive policy and strategy within the best interest of the entire community. Right. Not, it's nonpartisan. Nonpartisan. Even though... You know, people do get elected based on their sensibilities and what people sure. think of them. In your experience. Your experience. Yep. Right. It's not about an R or a D or an I next to your name. Sure. Like other political, you know, elected officials. Right. Right. So I looked at it. You guys obviously determine where the money goes. Right? Um, to some degree. To some, some degree. Some of that's already decided for us. For you know, sure. But, but for we sure. can institute. If we don't like something, then we can go to the taxpayers and the constituents right. and say – Hey, this is what we think. Sometimes there's citizen-led initiatives sure. where people are like, hey, we want a library district, and this is why we want to see it, and this is what we believe. And if you get enough signatures, it can make it on the ballot even without city council directives. Yeah, it's – what's it called? I, I forgot the name of the exact – but the, A, the charter, which is kind of the rules, the Home Magna rule. Carta. Home rule charter. Home rule charter. Yep. And that gives the people like me, who is a, a meager little citizen of this town um, – pretty widespread um the ability to affect change much greater than one would think sure absolutely and and it allows us to be less constrained by state government so we have a little bit more autonomy than other municipalities that aren't under home rule gotcha so and he defined all this very well on the last podcast we know dave yeah um you worked for dave for a few years i worked with dave for Mm -hmm. a few years um, we always seem to be kind of like-minded in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but that being said, I know it's kind of, you're, you're running right now. You're a candidate. You're candidate. not a councilman yet. No, sir. Um, but you will be. I've already, I'm, I mean, I'm, I've I'm made some calls. I'm manifesting. <laughs> I know some stuff. <clears throat> you know things. You know some people. Um, <laughs> can I ask, because it seems a lot more amorphous when people say, I'm running for this because I care about the town and this town has given me a lot. Can you lay out? Two or three things or even one main thing that you want to hang your hat on by virtue of a council person. Yeah. I know you care about the community. I know you care about hospitality in this town. You understand how important it is for ha- for us to have successful hotels and restaurants sure. to the life of this town. What Do you have anything specifically that you can key on that you can talk about that you want to do as a councilman? So I guess I'll answer that in two ways. Sure. Um, the first being I feel like. I have a, a fairly unique perspective that I don't think many people on council currently have. I think there's probably one counselor right now that understands the the dichotomy of this. Um, and so I, I say that in that I've I've been operating I've operated a business in Durango right. on Main Street. So I know what the challenges are, I know what inflation does to the bottom line, I know what the workforce challenges are in hiring people and keeping people and, you know, right. hire right, train right, train right, you know, we, yep. we heard that from our, our former um, employer. So, you know, having the, the the knowledge of what it takes to have a, you know, we, we know what a non-business friendly environment looks like. We also know what we think is a business friendly environment sure. and how can, how can we make and as a municipality, make it um, 
diversify our economy, you know, not be, you know, so reliant <clears throat> on tourism, but it's a major part. It's 30% of our economy. Yeah. But we can't put all those eggs in that basket. So how do we diversify? How do we make this environment in Durango where people want to come and, and start investing money, time, building infrastructure for moving a business here? And that's going to be one. That's going to be one of your key focuses, right? Moving forward. I think you know having a friendly business environment. You know, still holding people accountable. Absolutely. Still, you know, everything's kind of foundational upon that. Um, but. Also, you know, kind of on the other side of that, and Bobby and I talked a, bit, a little bit about this this morning or this afternoon, in that being on the day-to-day operations of the restaurant, I understand what the workforce challenges are. You know, one of my dishwashers, you know, when I was working at El Moro, she was living out of her car with her five kids. Yep. You know, she couldn't afford tires, but she had to be able to get around. So I, I couldn't, you know, forward a, a payment for her, so I just... Bought her the tires I, myself, yeah. you know, out of my own pocket. So she could, you know, not have one less thing to worry about, you know, yeah. focus on feeding her kids, taking care of her kids. Um, and so that's just one story out of how, however thousands. many thousands. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's important right now. I feel like in, on council, you know, good, bad, indifferent, there's a lot of disconnect. Sure. You know, um, I, and yeah. I, I feel like being a blue collar guy, you know, Bobby and I talked about, you know, grew up in a single white trailer in Missouri. Not the I, double. The, not the double, you know. Very, <laughs> very different. Very different experience. You got the fiat you know, of mobile homes. You know, you just got to get the blowtorch down there and thaw That's pipes it. every now and again. That's you know? it. What part um, of Missouri are you from? Rolla, South Central Missouri. Okay. So, okay. So that's cold as balls. The humidity with the cold is, uh, is not good. Sounds yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I moved yeah. here. Yeah. So I told Bobby today, Missouri and Kansas are a great place to be from. From. Yeah. Exactly. But I love calling this home. Just drive through um, Kansas. So, so that's all you need to do. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I feel like that's where I can stand above some of the, the current counselors. Um, I think some of the counselors have, or not the counselors, but some of the candidates. I think we have a decent candidate field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some are leveraged to be a little bit better um, in the position than, than others. Um, but I think that's where I can kind of stand mm-hmm. apart is because of my 18 years of living in Durango sure. and my previous work experience and being able to apply some of those things. And then, you know, additionally, being the president of the Restaurant Association, I've been in those conversations. I've, you know, I've been able to have those conversations on, on higher levels when talking about what does it mean. I'm mean, testifying from the Senate Finance Committee, yeah. you know, back in 2021. I, I helped, you know, one of five people that instituted the five-star program in, in La Plata County. Yep. Um, being able, and I don't, I don't say this to be manipulative, but being able to leverage those relationships yeah. to be able to, like, call Welcome somebody. Welcome to politics, buddy. Up. You know, that's what life is. Yeah. You know, to um, a certain degree. So, yeah, I don't I don't want to manipulate somebody to thinking something. But I but what I really like to do is to be able to like, hey, man, I, I need some advice or, hey, what do you think about this? Sure. And, you know, relying on those assets in the community to be able to be a sounding board because I'm kind of a dumb guy. Um, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I know who the, the smart people are to be able to that's all that, ask them. That's all that's important, actually. Yeah. It's being smart's uh, overrated. Yeah. Reading the room and recognizing talent is invaluable. Totally. And yeah. not something everybody has. Also, yeah, you're the smartest guy in this room. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> it's, it's definitely fucking, it's definitely a question that needs asking. Uh, but no, that my... Throwing out some specifics, because obviously, you know, we know your background in business. I think uh, a successful 
business person, especially in hospitality. Because again, when you're a successful IT person or a successful bridge builder, it imparts other social skills. Uh, being successful in hospitality kind of gives you the show, right? Sure. You, you know what to do, you know how to say, you know how to say it to elicit a response. Um, that being said, I know for you, you mentioned labor pool. I think I can't go three days without anybody that's in any way affiliated with a business or own a business not saying that we need affordable housing in Durango. Now, that's not going to be unto the city council solely. There's right. a lot of machinery that needs to move for that. Sure. But that clearly seems to be on the forefront of everybody's mind and a definitive need of this town. Absolutely. As it hopefully avoids the veil, Aspen, Telluride. Tahoe. Nobody can work. <clears throat> Nobody lives here. Sure. Everybody lives somewhere else. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I know what you're doing as a councilperson doesn't necessarily um, bring that into focus, but I'm, I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Maybe some ways to lead us out of that. Sure. Well, I mean, we're talking obviously the long game. Nothing's yep. going to happen tomorrow. Amen. So um, it's my hope and intention to build on the current successes. Um, you know, we, we have the best Western um, that's on 160. It's going to be converted into 130 um, 30% to 60% AMI units. That's um, a great it, you know, fucking start. It, it's a great start, you know, especially when we we, we often talk about the lower AMI, the people, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that need it uh, the most. Uh, but I think it's also important to recognize the missing middle, you know, the 80 to 126 100%. AMI, you know, AMI area median income. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you're when you're looking at, you know, something like that, the Best Western, what a great opportunity that the city was able to help jumpstart that project and, and get the, the wheels uh, rolling on that. Um, but then we talk about the missing middle. I mean, there's how many people do you know that are making decent money in town, having a tough time making are hand paycheck mouth. to paycheck? Yeah. Absolutely. So, and that's what the 80 to 120% AMI. So they're making good money for Durango, but, but, but because <laughs> yeah. of housing and our lack of a, quote unquote affordable housing, right? they're having the, the, a real challenge, you know, when, you know, the home, home prices are six, seven, eight $800,000. Dude, it's, there's a house on the corner. I live right across from, I, I live in what we consider the grid, like the main heart of Durango's residential. It's where all the niche, you know, nice, nice homes are sure. to start before you go elsewhere. And there was a home on the corner of 11th and 4th. And um, it is a corner house, two plus one. Grandma lived there forever, fill in the blanks. Couldn't be more basic, couldn't be less updated. Small backyard shed, um, just sold for 900, two plus one, and uh, is now being rented for $3,200. Ooh, that's insanity. So now even the elite can't be elite. You talked about infrastructure. It seems that every time Durangoans have an opportunity to help themselves to get us into the future, we don't. Sure. And I mean, I've got my own personal. You know, you have townies versus county folk. Sure. I never fly. Why do I need to pay for an airport? Um, you have those people. <laughs> um, and that's the majority of the voters. Right. Um, so how do you, what do we do? You mentioned infrastructure and make it more, um, making it a destination for people who want to come, live, work, and be part of the community. Sure. Where do you, 
where do you see that being able to be done? I think I think you leverage your other stakeholders within La Plata County. Okay. Bayfield has over a thousand units coming to bear fruit in, in five years. No mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. That's so a done deal. We're we're talking both rent and purchase inventory. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean those are all with I mean, those are all into planning or out of planning or already under control. Who got the building contract, Woodruff? Yeah, Who know. got it? Okay. <laughs> um, but, but we talk about, you know, again, what can we do? And, and I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but Bayfield, I don't know if you guys know this, but Bayfield, in the last five years, the home prices have gone up 145%. I'm, I've heard the from The average people. home price in Bayfield is, is almost $500,000. In Bayfield, can we just annex them? <laughs> What's the process? Uh, yeah. Um, so, so, by, so again, we talk about you know Ignacio's doing a, a couple of different things um, to to build up some of that right. that um, the inventory um, within Ignacio. So, um, you, when you start looking at some of those other key municipalities within La Plata County. Mm-hmm. We can really start moving the needle. It's not just Durango. That's sure. That's, you know, I mean, we're built this. out. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's only so many, so much developable land that's what I'm real saying. estate that we can right. do it. Three Springs Phase Two is going to be coming up here in the next five years. La Post is going to be a generational um, um, moving forward. Right. Uh, for for housing inventory, but I mean that's I mean that's going to be a long term uh, housing solution. But what's the same? You know the 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 best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the next best time is today is today so right. you got to start those things now hoping that in the next 10 20 years that thing is it's going to bear bearing, fruit. exactly bearing fruit so yeah. uh, the bdl apartments um that are going to be 492 units are going to be rental um units that are going to be available in three springs as well you've got the animus overlook townhomes those 22 units that the city was able to help incentivize the builder agave um that's just um behind the North City Market. Yeah. Those were just going to be probably five or six, you know, multi-million dollar homes. But because the city came in like, hey, we need infrastructure. We need homes and and inventory. They instead are now building 22 units there. Mm. So 10 of which are deed restricted. So deed restriction, I think, is a, is an, a, a way to also move the needle. Absolutely. So I don't know if you guys understand what the deed restriction is, but basically you put into how the deed works is that this this house can only be, you know, sold for X amount percent more gotcha. yeah. than, you know, each year or whatever. So instead of market fluctuation, now you have like, oh, this can only be sold for 3% more sure. than what you bought it at or whatever right. the case may be. So it could be a potential issue for somebody that, that's selling it that, you know, bought it for X amount and they, they're not achieving their full market value in right. return. but. That allows the next person to come in and be able to afford a four hundred thousand dollar, three hundred fifty thousand dollar right condo without sticker shock after three years and your lease is up and now you're paying twice as much yep. or something, which is happening left and right. Sure, it, but that's happening everywhere. That's not a Durango <laughs> yeah. thing. That's an America. We are a microcosm of a, of a greater situation in in America. One hundred percent. I remember I was at an event. Our buddy Blakey Poo, our benefactor here at Cloud City. Uh, I was at Orlando or <laughs> I was at a, I was at a um, fundraiser for Barbara McLaughlin. Mm. She, she jumped into the race. I love Barb. She's, she's so great. She's, she's a best. badass yeah. dude. Um, smart, smart fucking lady. Yeah. Um, and I asked her and my big thing at the time, we were still working for the same person, mm-hmm. people and labor issues is if it's not one a, it's one B. 
mm-hmm. for everybody in town that owns restaurant or hotel or any business, really. Sure. And I asked her about, like, is there any way that we could do a state amnesty program where we can get them in and create some sort of um, circle of protection yeah, to walk them through question, the amnesty actually. and to protect <clears throat> them as Coloradoans? Obviously, it was, you know, naive. I know it's a federal issue. Sure. But is there anything, you mentioned labor pool, we have a whole incredibly untapped, highly skilled pool of people that are out there that simply can't work? Right. Um, Have you given any, ever given any thought to that? I'm talking outside of like your, your, your council post. Do you see any way that we can utilize that? I, I mean, it takes us lobbying and advocating our federals, you know, our federal officials yeah. to, to move the needle on that. Because we can't do that. That's not what to, I wanted to hear, Dave. Know, <laughs> I know. But, I mean, I talked about it with Kyle whenever we had – we were um, finished with the podcast and we talked about just this exact thing. I'm like, we have an able-bodied ambulatory workforce that is used to working 16, 17-hour days. With a it's, smile. With a smile. And they do it – they come in and they they kick ass, um, and so they're they're used to working that many hours because the the pay is so low. Usually, where you know they're from absolutely Central, they're sending all their money back. Yeah. So yeah, um, so we have the ability <clears throat> to move the needle on this, but for some reason or another, whether it's people thinking that we're only inviting drug cartels. Oh, I know, I know it. I know what the you reason know? is, yeah. and so do you. Yeah. We don't need to, but you know exactly totally. where the genesis of this comes from. Yeah, and so, but man, it's we have such a great opportunity, and it has been statistically shown that, and the data points will 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 back this up is that whenever somebody. That, that comes in and, you know, the, the argument was like, oh, they're taking up all of our services and we're they're not paid into the system. <laughs> oh, the money, they, you follow the money, the money shows that they are actually paying more into the system that they're taking out. It's the people complaining 100%. about it that are that are milking the system more 100%. so than, than our friends to the south. If you want to show me some milk toast little scrawny white kid that wants to wash dishes for eight hours, you let me know his oh, name. Oh, dude. You, you, because yeah. you can complain no all you want, my dude. Or clean rooms at the hotel. Jesus. Or yeah. any whatever. anything. Yeah. That would, you know, obviously we're probably the last generation. I would probably say we are. Um, definitely it's not going to be millennials. Not all of them. I've worked and met plenty that are badass, like savages as far as work ethic and things. Sure. But we actually had to do the... You know, you started as what? Like a doorman, right? Well, like, it, 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 at Steamworks. But my first job at 16 was yeah. washing dishes at Steak and Shake. Okay. Yeah. You know, in, in Rolla, Missouri. My you know? first was being a expediter for catering. But the expediter meat, you wash dishes, you put away paper goods, you did whatever the fuck needed to happen. Mm-hmm. But now... We're in a position where you can, you know, you get trained to bartend after one day and now you're a bartender. Because, because we need bartenders too. We need but, servers. But I you was know? saying like there's, it used to be a couple times in the year, the bus would pull up and there would be this guy from Phoenix and this guy from Honolulu and this guy from here and this guy just wanting to come live the lifestyle of being in Durango. They'll give me a few good seasons yeah. and then they go dip and, you know, they're fairly transient, but they're solid and they're all stars. Sure. I have not seen one of those in three years. Yeah. Like, because of the cost of living. I mean, it's all dominoes, right? Sure. So, I mean, I'm glad that those things are happening behind the scenes. Like you said, you used the metaphor, plant the tree 20 years. Mm-hmm. Because, man, you know, and let, it's it's 
starting to get fairly scary. Sure. Um, people are hanging on by fingernails all the way around, even though we don't show it. Um, you know, you yep. were in the fucking, you were in the hurricane for years. Oh, you know. sure. So I went to the economic outlook that Fort Lewis put on, gosh, back in early January. Mm-hmm. And one of the most alarming statistics that they gave during that whole thing was that they said it used to be worse coming out of the pandemic, but now it's getting a little bit better. But right now, as it stands, there's 1.8 jobs available for, for every one eligible worker. Mm-hmm. So what, is that, but what does that tell you? What does that tell you? It tells me that we have more jobs available than we have people that but, are available to work. That tells me that we need to, I hate to even use the word subsidize, you know, the workforce, but we need to make it easier for people to get green cards, to get work you. visas. We need to fast to, track. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, but if somebody's been here for 10, you know, my buddy who's Iranian in LA got swooped up after 9-11 because they thought it'd be a good idea to arrest people and put them in jail for looking Muslim. Um, took him 25 years to become a citizen. And you're talking about a guy that was a seven-figure guy with his own video game company. And just, they weren't going to do it. It's just not going to happen. So we've got a long way to go to get through those social mores of um, fear of particular religious groups and fear of melanin in people's skin, things of that nature. But um, I would love Colorado, which just seems to be the A number one good guy state right yeah. now for it, for trying to put forth some of that. Yeah. It, it's we're in a really unique position right now with a lot of the boomers and a lot of the that demographic are retiring. As we know, the the voting demographic in oh, America yeah. is that age demographic, yep. is that category of people. So they're they're less inclined to have immigrant rights on the forefront of their mind. They're less inclined to to be able to want to advocate and and see that. Well, I'm retired. What do I care? You know, I don't Absolutely. want I don't want drugs to be in my neighborhood. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, that that makes no sense. You're you're putting some false equivalency on something that, that has no relevancy. Well, that's what they've been told in their silos <clears throat> and echo chambers. This is this is this is a problem for both sides, obviously, by oh, virtue sure. of not hearing everything. Um, but well, hopefully, you know, we how can, does we that get past macro that. macro uh, viewpoint of politics affect what you're going to be able to do locally? Like when you, I mean, we talked about it. It's a nonpartisan position. You're not taking sides. You're taking you. You're on the side of the community. Yep. Um, but obviously, macro politics are going to affect the way our policies play out. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how you square that circle. So I guess for me, it's just you know, again, we talk about leveraging those relationships, and if yeah. I'm in an elected position where I'm now in different circles and different. Um, circles of influence and spheres of influence. Now I have the opportunity to potentially move the needle. You know, am I going to be able to meet up with Hickenlooper, or am I going to meet up with Senator, Senator Bennett because I'm now uh, in mm-hmm. city council? Sure, yeah. those doors might be just small, small, cracked open a little bit, but but they're open. You know, and yeah, now yeah. we just got to be able to, to open it and walk through it. So right. I think that gives me a privileged white man the ability to walk through that door and be able to have those conversations and use it. Yeah. And use it. Absolutely. I mean, it's all great to have it, but you got to use it. Right. And either that, or I can get some dirt on Polis, Hickenlooper. (laughs) I got some Polaroids. We can make shit happen, bro. Well, yeah, it, Photoshop it some Polaroids. (laughs) Hey, whatever. Can you do that? Because if you can, (laughs) 
when you talk, you use the word advocate a lot, and I think that's really, really important, and that's what you're talking about. I mean, sure. we have this workforce that is being that's not being leveraged whatsoever right now. Right. You know what I mean? And who's advocating for that workforce? I mean, you Very had you, you have some of the 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 immigrant advocacy groups like sure. like Companeros, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I think you have some of those folks that are that are able to, to right. advocate on their behalf, but it, it can't just be one organization because then everybody just sees it. Oh, they have a vested interest. Of course, they're they're only going to yeah. advocate for that one thing. But if you've got someone like yourself that's coming from a community who, which you know the numbers better than I do, like what hospitality means to this community, what the numbers are. Sure. Um, I, I think it's really important for someone like you to have that voice and be able to speak for those people because, I, I mean, it's really easy to sit on the sidelines and piss and moan and complain because your favorite restaurant is closed on Mondays now. Sure. Or my sandwich took 30 minutes or, you know what I mean? Those kind of like petty beefs that we have with our hospitality workers and they don't understand, they don't have the, the scope of what's actually going on and no. why, why service is probably a little less. Pre-pandemic in La Plata County, we had the restaurant food beverage establishments had, food and beverage establishments had roughly 32, 3,300 uh, employees. Wow. Now coming into Q2 of 2022, there's 2,700. Yikes! That's a pretty that's a double digit yep. uh, downturn in in number of employees. So and meanwhile, you sit in meetings where you're staring at PLs and everybody wants that number to continue to move in one direction, and sure. so you're asking each other how, 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 and well, I've got my own theories on why stuff happens, but long story short. Um, if we don't satisfy and scratch that itch of hospitality in this town and really address it by virtue of mid-income housing and things of that nature, maybe some tax breaks or some different stuff that we can do for multi-people living in a single dwelling, or I'm sure we can get creative. Without sure. that, we turn into Silverton. You know, like without that, people leave um, if they're not getting their needs met. Sure, by virtue of infrastructure whether that's not high-speed enough internet for IT firms to come in and do damage. I mean, we've had the opportunity to do some some real powerful stuff over the last, like, 10 years, and it seems like we're not getting th- the message. Do you think the opposite could be true, though? There, we also – it seems like what people want is for us to turn into an Aspen, but we I don't – I think that's but inevitable. A, but we don't have a Carbondale, or, you know, we if we turn into Vail, where's our – Avon, where's our that sure. other community that's ten minutes away that has that can support? Well, I think it's residents. M- it's Mank gotta be, but it's spread out all yeah. over the place, right? So it's a different situation. But I, I think I don't, I don't, and I, I, I don't think it's inevitable. Are you and sure? I, 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 I don't. I, okay. I really feel. I mean, I think what you're looking at in in my estimation is that those are on I seventy corridors, easy to access. Oh yeah. You know, you have major Granted. major population centers. Whether it's in Grand Junction or Denver or Colorado Springs or wherever, there is an easy way to access that. And now you're, I mean, you talk about the usage of I-70 and how many millions of people use that sure. uh, in a year. That's a that's a completely different ball game. No, that's I think, a good what point. We have here. We're so des- more destination rather. You than have to want to come to be of here. Course. You know, I mean, we're of three course. and a half hours from the nearest interstate. Sure. And so I think that if you really want to be here, you have to 
want to be here. But one thing that we don't, that I'm sorry, that we do have that not necessarily the Vales, the Aspens, and some of those other Colorado mountain towns is that we are a pretty dedicated drive market for a lot of people, for the Texans, Utah, the New Mexicans. Right, right, you know, yeah, yeah, right. It's easy to drive here. There's very few mountain passes if you're coming from the south to, to reach Durango, to reach a, a small, quaint, fun little mountain town where you're still in the heart of the San Juan Mountains. Right. You're still getting to see snow. You're still getting to see, you know, bears during it the It feels summer. small town enough. Yeah. Right? Totally. Where you don't, you know, you're not in the shishi. There's no Four Seasons, yeah. $800 a night rooms. Not totally. yet. Not yet. Yeah, I'm working yet. on it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, this is something I've thought about for a while and was in talks even with you during the CRA. And it was a very interesting proposition. And I know it's been bantied about for years. What do you think about having and building some sort of convention center in this town? You know, I, I've I've gotten a lot of people hit me on both sides of this. Um, and I'm I, sure they both have great arguments for and they, against it. Right? Yeah, absolutely okay. for and against. But I, I'm I'm I tend to look at we probably do need you know a convention center, and and I say that is because in the summertime we're. We're pinned, mm-hmm. you know. We're at capacity. There's there's no room wow. yeah. to to build up the the with infrastructure with with rooms. I mean, 98 percent occupancy for hotels. Oh, there's the no entire way. time. Yeah, so there's no way that we can build that. But what we see, and and I think Visit Durango's done a, a pretty good job of building up some of the shoulder seasons. So the shoulder seasons are not as big and as the trough is low as what it used to be. Hundred percent. But it's still a trough. Yep. So how do you build some of those off peak times, whether it's not winter, it's not summer, those kind of in between because it's muddy, the river's not up, right. it's the snow's not on the ground yet, whatever the case may be. Well, you do that through building. Um, a, a, if it's above 200 people, we don't have the services for it. We don't have the capacity for it. You know, so if we want to get people like a plumber's trade organization to come here in April, Dentist, whatever, yeah. you know, there's no ability to do that in, in our region. So if we potentially have something that can handle five, six, seven, eight hundred people. It would keep us in the flush year round. Man. It, and, and now we start looking at what does sustainable sustainability really mean right we we always talk about sustainability from an environmental standpoint but i think it's also important to mention what sustainability means from a business standpoint that's funny you you mentioned that i'm working for a place now that's all compostable sustainable local um hyper local ingredients good business practices but i had the conversation the other day is you want to know how to make it fully sustainable is you got to sustain your business first yeah and then you can get sustainable sure but without that what is it what does it matter right mm-hmm. it's funny you mentioned that i just literally had that conversation but yeah and, you're and, right and so you know we really need to look at you know if if restaurants or hotels or whatever whatever seasonally dependent businesses there are mm-hmm. If I don't have to fire or lay off or reduce hours right. for an employee, well, now they have an ability to make income commensurate to what they're making in the summer year round. Year round. And now we're talking about building wealth internally in our community. Uh, yeah. You know? I, and that's that. I mean, I, I was with you sitting down listening to this getting bandied about. You're going to, how do you, how do you deal with, because I think from a from a from a, a future standpoint, a business standpoint, a sustainability standpoint, you're fairly progressive. You want to see what's on the other side of the hill, and let's get to the next step rather sure. than 
being in a shell and playing defense. And um, complacency. And complacency, right? What is it? A shark's got to swim, yeah. right? Sure. Yep. Um, but how? what is your... What are your thoughts on having to deal with those people in our community, which is a huge percentage, not overwhelming, just it's a large contingency that just wanted to stay the same. Sure. That's all they want in their lives. Don't sure. change a thing. Yeah. This, what, this isn't the Durango I grew up with. Right. Yeah, that well, kind of, yeah. Oh, sure. What, what would well, you say to that? Per- how could, what would you say to that person? Well then, so, so should we not have paved main street? Back in the early 1900s, exactly. Do you know? Should we just kept it a dirt road and have carriages and right. not and outlaw automobiles? Right. Like, where where are we going to draw the line on how progressive, quote unquote, progressive we want to be? Right. Um, do we want to just? We can still again. We get back to the dichotomy. Like you have to be all or or, or other. Right. There's we're speaking only in absolutes. Like if you redo downtown, you're going to take away from the charm and and, and that's and it. Quaintness. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I disagree. I think we, there can be a balance to maintain the cultural and historical integrity of downtown, right. but still be able to provide a forum for tourists and, 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 um, and our, our locals alike to enjoy downtown, make it more pedestrian friendly. I'm not saying take away a bunch of parking space. I'm not saying making it oh, a bo- dude, I wasn't going to even model. ask you about no, the whole shit I'm show. Not, <laughs> and, and, I don't, and I don't think that's realistic. I, I, I think right. that's a terrible idea. Right. Being, so many businesses rely on that center lane for deliveries. deliveries. You know, yeah. that, that is up. not a, a sustainable way to look at downtown. Tell Shamrock to park somewhere else. Anybody, Scott, Budweiser, <laughs> yeah, whoever, dude, no, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so, so I feel like there there is an ability to balance in both. We don't have to be, you know, we're going to completely revamp downtown. We're going to make it ultra modern. It's going to be, you know, Abu Dubai, Abu Dubai. You know, right? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I feel like is, man, how can we make it better? You know, how could we provide something that's that could provide a good legacy for for something that's community driven right. where people can congregate and people can enjoy a, a downtown that's vibrant there's more stuff to do there's 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 the vibrancy the 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 hub the buzz of, right. of having that many people in one location mm-hmm. we can keep it safe we can still have you know emergency services access everything um and we can again find the balance to ensure that we remain um keep again the integrity of the, and the history of of that downtown intact yeah and that's no easy feat right i mean no, you're looking at everything from kiosks in the middle of the street to you know like full-blown like promenade sure to yeah there's a contingent that wants it to be pearl street or you know what i mean like yeah. third street kind of, promenade yeah. in la yeah, or sure. like you know sixth street or you know it, there's a lot of that and, and I mean, I don't want to get into the whole homeless thing, but I mean, when you start putting benches and places to sit downtown, you're, it's, 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 you're going to have, that's why they took, the city took out benches five, six, well, seven years ago. It's, you know, and you I mean, know? I've got my own opinion on that, but that urban architecture of making it inhabitable for anybody to lay down on a bench or whatever, people have their, we don't need to get down that road. People no. have their opinions on whether that's even humane sure. or not. Um, but yes. All of that comes to something. I remember when I first, you you guys have been here a lot longer than me. I first came to town 2012, and there was a pretty large homeless contingency on Maine. 
And then it became the you can't lie down and then you can't block the sidewalk. And then remarkably, it just seemed like all the homeless people went away. And it whatever took place. Um, but I'm, and I'm sure it wasn't all, you know, rainbows and unicorns that sure. took place. Um, they definitely have their best interests in mind, right? The city has its best interests sure. in mind yeah, by virtue sure. of that. So I don't know what the right thing is, whether it's promenade or you just bump permanent bump outs, right? Which is kind of the well, other thing. Like for thing, the, for the, just for, the downtown, just for the next downtown area. Yeah, totally. Does that program still exist? The bump outs is still, are they so, coming back? Yeah, so they're, the, the bump outs are renewed for 2023. Um, about half of the people signed up that signed up last year. Because um, they changed the fee structure, so sometimes oh, it makes sense. Right. I, I you know? Is it a little? Um, it's it's more, definitely a little bit more spendy, a little bit um, more cabbage. And but I mean, I think it's fair if you want if you want to pay, you want to play, then you got to invest the, a little bit more it's in square footage. You get you to are, ask, you get to get 30, 40 more seats or twenty. Yeah, for that much. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What's your problem? If, you're, if your kitchen can handle the capacity, right? Hey, you know, um, can it? Yeah, or hey, do you have enough staff to be able I to do. open it up? You know, because what you don't want to have is is people that get the bump out and then they just have sit just get ignored, and, dude. Yeah, and they don't do anything <laughs> yeah, with it. You know, like totally. that, that. That's as much of a black eye as as anything else. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I feel like the the way the current itineration of downtown's next step is now is the building up that sidewalk getting um you know the the tables that that re- either retail or restaurant usable space as a right. as an extension of that footprint is more towards the building side um and then utilizing more towards the street for you know that that pedestrian access and making sure. it more ADA accessible um, and really trying to and safer and just you feel like you're on a wall you feel like you're okay yeah, at it, any it's, it's more, more of a light. promenade than and yeah more light yeah um, yeah and making it you know a little bit more greener with trees and 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 other sorts of you know plants I'm so sick of fucking trees I'm so <laughs> over trees uh. <laughs> it's really it's enough with the trees <laughs> In the country. Stop it. What is your beef against trees? I don't know. Uh, I'm pissed me off. Uh, (laughs) uh, That being said, that's why we're going to vote for Dave Woodruff. But um, on another note, let's talk about you have this job. It's the center of your life for for a decade. Um, You know, it went from nothing to something. Um, You kind of get to look at your baby growing up a little bit. And there's got to be a tremendous amount of satisfaction in that. Absolutely. Um, and, the, and the wonderful people, I mean, aside from this guy, you've had a lot of beautiful people come. Wait. Um, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was listening to you. I know, right? checked totally. out. Sorry. Um, you are currently um, kind of almost as like captain consultant and really diving into management, hospitality and training and sure. nurturing people over at 11th Street now. Right. 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 And helping Marcos out over there while you kind of two time the city council sort of thing right because it's not like you're going to retire on city council money not on those wages (laughs) (laughs) i I just saw them yeah yeah so you obviously have another job while you're a council member yeah yeah i mean you have to you're not used you're you're not used to to being on three different things at the same time so that's (laughs) going to be tough for you but um is that your love is hospitality is that why you went back to that instead of getting a real estate license right 
You know, um, you know I, I feel like there's a, a good opportunity with, with 11th Street Station. I, I, I think they've got a really cool concept. They put in the, the hard work for the last five years to get to where it's at now. And I can apply my skill set of building the brand and leveraging my assets and my resources in town to be able to kind of help build and scale um, that place. And, you know, I I don't like to toot my own horn very often, but I'm, I'm good at what I do. You know, organizational culture, knowing the back bar, knowing sure. the operations, knowing all, the thing, all of those things, I think, is a, is a benefit for both of us. You know, it could be, it's a synergistic relationship where I provide my know-how, my skill set, and I'm able to, and they're teaching me a whole new difference. Yeah, dude, it's, you know, it's food trucks. It's, this is different. It's unique. Yeah, it's different. Absolutely. So yeah, that's I'm, always fun. I'm excited for the opportunity and they've been super accommodating with my schedule and knowing nice. that I'm, you know, if I do end up getting into council, then they understand what sort of time commitments that that, sure. that looks like. And so they're super on board with, with that. And, and that's what I really needed was uh, an employer that was super um, supportive of, yeah. of, of that. And I'm, I'm thankful. I feel you on that. Yeah. It's work, work life balance for people who are, restaurant management or anything around that is a hard thing to kind of find a sweet spot in. So sure. I'm, I'm glad you got yourself in a position where it doesn't feel you haven't seen your kids in three days or no. I mean that. And, and yeah, and, and I was very, <clears throat> very upfront with that, you know, and then again, they've been super kind they understand, you know, like what I, what I, what I don't want through all of this is to, be an absentee father or an absentee husband, you yeah. know, like, and it's, it's been challenging. It hasn't been absolutely perfect. You yeah. know, my wife is a saint. She's, she's understanding that she accommodating. Is. She's she, a G. She is. And she, uh, she understood that it was going to be challenging, but yeah. she still gave me the green light anyway. So Good. Um, I'm super thankful. And I, I can't, <coughs> I can't talk enough about how supportive that she has been through this. And she's a stud. She is. You she know, really it, is. It's not, it hasn't been rainbows and unicorns, but Man, I, I never is, brother. No, but I can't do it without her. Her hundred percent steadfast support. You're yeah. one of the few, the proud that haven't been on the other side of a nasty divorce because of the job. <laughs> it's like being a cop. Yeah. It's like the job just. I gotta go. I don't yeah. know what to tell you right now. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, everything's literally on fire. But I gotta go. Yeah, we got insurance. Did you pay the premium? <laughs> um, but yeah, right. I sure. mean, it's good that you're getting into into a position from a work life standpoint where you're feeling. Like you got a bit, a little bit more control, and you're not kind of on the wheel of pain, pushing in circles all sure. day. So good for you, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy I'm to see that. That's yeah. rad. Sorry, no, I cut you off. What are you sorry about? I, I thought I cut you off. No, no, you didn't cut me off at all. <laughs> I did. I did not come prepared. I don't have any questions. So Dave, Dave. I, I asked Dave like an hour's worth of questions. <laughs> so yeah, Dave, you only asked me twelve. I know. Yeah. You know, just saying, just saying. What do you think? I got a good one for you. Sure. Since you're uh, uh, you're in restaurant savant hood, you know what you've been there for a long time. If you if somebody walked up to you and said, "Dave, I've got I've got a, a an empty check here that I can put zeros on," mm-hmm. what should I do in Durango? I want to open a bar or restaurant. What should I do? The concept. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or you don't have to give away. You don't have to give away any secret sure. weapons. I'm saying generalities. What is this from? Because I've went down this road several times. I almost sure. bought several restaurants in town, and for whatever reason, last minute, thank God, thank you, baby Jesus, I did not buy that because I the pandemic would have been 
I would have been crying. Too much. And, yeah. Sure. Uh, that being said, what do you think? If you you got a blank check, big old swarthy Texas guy comes down, lays down a blank check, says, Dave, you do whatever you want to do. Oh, what are we missing? Man. What are we missing here? I mean, I know cuisine-wise what we're missing. Sure. It's particulars. Right. But like, like from a bar side or conceptually, from a restaurant? Yeah, from a yep. bar side. You know, I, I, there's not really a lot of consumer sentiment. So this is me being a little bit selfish in, in my good. answer. Be um, selfish. But there's no, there's not a very good appreciation for rum in, in America in general. Okay. You know? I know where you're going. And, yep. and so for me, like, We've rum is one of the last bastions of hope. For being able to find, source, and find quality badass rum for less than fifty bucks. I mean, we're talking world class, amazing rum. You can get it 35, 40 bucks you easily. Bananas, yeah, yeah. You know, that's quality. amazingly good. Oh, yeah. I mean, mixable. I mean, and it's such a, a dynamic spirit. I mean, there's no regulatory agency that says, "Hey, it has to be this. It has to be made in this way." You call it whatever the fuck you want. Totally, cachaça. <laughs> yeah. um, totally. Uh, um, Batavia, Iraq. It's all under. It's all under that rum umbrella. Umbrella, right? You know, cane. And so, cane. Yeah, absolutely. And so, man, there's so there's so much you can do with rum. And you guys know that the tiki. Tiki. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it, you get the Lost Lake, and you think about some of those 1960s icons. Uh-huh. Sure. I mean, and, I grew up backyard was Trader Vic's. Yeah. Like that absolutely. was in my backyard in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So it. And do you think from a there's a young gentleman that knows this thing opens a tiki so that you think that concept has legs in Durango? I think it has legs with the right person ah, educating the, there we go. the people because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take somebody that that is going. I mean, when when El Moro and Bookcase came in, the 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 clientele in Durango, they're they're very well educated. Sure, but. Not necessarily educated on spirits and cocktails and right. classics and modern classics and, and what it takes that goes into a cocktail. Ten years later. The ridiculousness, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people are, when they you order an old-fashioned, you better fucking be on point with your old-fashioned. Because, because now they know. Because we've said, and, and we're well-traveled as a community, right? Right. We travel to New York. We travel to Austin. We travel all over all over the country and all over the world. So we're, we're well um, well situated to understand what a, a good cocktail is. You That's know. funny because I've told people that coming from SoCal, it's funny when people come to Durango and visit, they see it as like this small little quaint town and realize uh, this dude worked in a Michelin starred restaurant uh-huh. and this dude fucking won. You know, we have so much talent here because you have to, like you said, going back to what you said prior, you have to want to be here. Yep. So don't think this is some podunk little town where you're going to be able to flex hard because sure. we've got assassins in this town. Now, Absolutely. I, it felt like there was more of us. I say us colloquially, but like there's more, there used to feel like there was more of us. And I know some of those housing challenges and employment challenges are because of that. Sure. But man, I used to, there was a time where you'd look around and you'd just be like, motherfuckers are just that that dude knows his shit like and you would think in this little tiny town and here you go and it's just stacked with people from chicago la new york london like everybody's from all these big cities that just chose to and you would find these guys settle down guys and girls working at a quote-unquote dive bar you know what i mean sure nothing wrong with dive bar culture i have no problem i frequent them often you do and you'll but you'll (laughs) i do i do but you'll find these bartenders and you're like you've worked where like, sure. holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and now you're making 
purple fuckers. And that's no insult to yeah. the Roadhouse. I love that place. And they're cleaning up, too. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's crazy. And yeah. it's funny you bring up the rum thing. I mean, I think I've had that conversation, I know for a fact, with our old buddy Lucas. Sure. Many, many times. We've talked. I was like, how cool would it be? Just a modern tiki rum bar. Yep. You know, that I think it'd be great. Good luck, yeah. kids. If you got a f- lot of money you'd like Ooh. to turn into a little. Yeah. What's the joke? Well, you got to be a millionaire in the restaurant game? Yeah. You start with two. You want to earn, <laughs> earn a small fortune? Start with a large one. Yeah. 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 That was, that. that's the game. That's well, rum, rum culture is tough, man, because it everybody, is. the first thing that pops into everybody's head when you bring up rum is it's like the Captain B word. Morgan. Or the Captain B word. Bacardi. Or Bacardi. Or yeah, the B word. Else, yeah. you know? But they don't understand. There's a world of fucking Same with tequila. It's Gorgeous literally world. a world. I mean, Panama, literally. Venezuela. Dominican. Fucking South name America. it, brother. Honduras. Yeah. Like, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. It's like India. I mean, Probably the most prolific spirit, mm-hmm. I would say, right, would be rum. And one of the most storied histories, too. I mean, right. you can talk about the history of rum and... Why what, didn't you get a rum today, Bobby? What are you doing? Well, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> you didn't email me the agenda. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so, so, yeah, I feel like if the right person with the right educational expertise of not coming off condescending. And swag. Yeah. Just little, that yeah. can be confident be like, oh, bro, you don't, you never had like a you true try authentic this. daiquiri right. with Florida Yeah. Oh, my God, those, you yeah. know, like. Let me show you, you know, and that's the great thing about rum is that you just change that one ingredient, you know, whether you're getting a funky Smith and Cross rum or Ray Nephew rum out of Jamaica. Oh, yeah. And you overproof even even (laughs) do that by half with a with a Blanc rum. Yeah. You have a completely different flavor no, it's profile, a, different, a completely different cocktail. Yeah, and you know everybody knows your passion about cocktailing, and sure. I was I was interested because I had a funny suspicion that would have been your answer. <laughs> oh so. yeah, every three months when I worked for you at El Moro, um, and the new cocktail list would come down, I would just go boop 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 boop. Dave's yeah, <laughs> there's always a daiquiri riff on yeah. the cocktail. Oh, okay, yeah. this one, this one. Oh, or oh, this has got orjat. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah Dave. <laughs> right. That was what he said before. He's like, if it has orjat in it's Dave. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> nah, not wrong. On the flip no, side of that, close. as somebody who lives here and has been in the restaurant game as long as you have, what do we need here by virtue of food concept? I don't think we have, and I don't, I don't say this to badmouth any sort of, you know, we have good sushi, um, but we don't have like a legit, um, we have good pho, but like not a legit, like just pho, just dumplings or any sort of, you know, I, I say Chinese, you know, as a broad. As a, as a broad I understand. Got, Udon. Yeah, yeah. Like noodle Absolutely. house. Yeah. Because I wanted to, that's what I wanted to do on yeah. the corner where yeah. the balcony was, oh, is do a noodle. Sure. And when we're sold out, we're done. Yeah, yeah. We're done at three. Come back earlier next time. Totally. And just rip out udon riffs and ramen mm-hmm. and dumpling and go went, in there, hit went, it, quit it. We went to this place in um, Denver called Mason's. Have okay. You been to Mason's? Where, what, where no. is it in Denver? Denver. I, I don't know. Oh, I, um, I just, yeah. you know, they have their Rhino district and this. They, and they, there's all kinds okay. of I, I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but it was hands down the best dumplings I've ever had in my entire life. And, and you would have ate that once a week, right? If you lived there, at least. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the prices were legit. They had amazing sake on on hand, um, and it's just a little whole. It, it looks like a diner, right? But the, but it's dumplings, and they have like three stations, and they've got some 
that are steamed and right. there's some that fried, are pan, pan fried. fried. Oh, bro. See, and that's so good. I'm I'm thinking you go food truck, but it's stationary. It's actually a building and not a food truck. And you rip out a bunch of shit for about six hours a day and then shutter the windows mm-hmm. until everybody to, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. But, you know, by virtue of a because it's a college town, too. Mm-hmm. So if I can get for 12 bucks, if I can get some beef broth and protein and and starch and, and cabbage fresh veggies yeah, yeah. and some little baby bok choy in there and just mm-hmm. rip it out. I'd be going there three or four times a week. So it's fucking banger, right? Absolutely. Okay. This is going to sound like a weird question, but do you think people want to come get that from you, though? I know the food's going to be good. But, I think... But there's a reason why people go to certain Asian... Like, I've lived in Seattle, and I've mm-hmm. lived in urban centers. You've lived in mm-hmm. L.A. There's a reason why these restaurants populate and succeed. It's because you have immigrant population coming into population centers. Okay, well, A... Everybody behind the scenes in those restaurants is, is Mexican. Oh, no. I understand. 100%. That's 100% Every guy I've true. ever worked in Full a kitchen disclosure. is Central American or Mexican. But on top of that, I consider that the same way I consider band names. Yeah. Once you hear the music, once you taste the food, you don't You're care fine. that we're called You're butthole servers. It. Yeah. You know, you. you don't care. Yeah, I um, get you. If it's, if it's legit and you do it the right way, that's always been the one thing I thought this town would be. Yeah. I hate it's to sound silly. cliche, though. If you have a an elderly Asian woman meeting the public. Making the noodles. Everyone's going to be, I don't give a shit what she makes. What, are we going to weekend like, at Bernie's? <laughs> no. I just, <laughs> we're going to fucking have Jesus, prop her up no. and fucking, no. what are you doing, Bobby? I'm just a PR thing. Like, <laughs> Dude, see? It's just a weird that. town. We got this amazing um, like Tibetan population here in town. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and fuck, you talk about people that drive our economy. Holy shit, that mm-hmm. whole family. Yeah. That one family it's is one responsible family. Yeah, for yeah. getting you to the restaurant, yeah. cooking yeah. the food, Pouring the drinks, dude, doing are, your taxes on the way home, <laughs> like amazing. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. And like, there's, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody in this town probably has had a ride with Kalpana, and Easily. she's oh. fucking amazing. She said she'll just bring me groceries. She's <laughs> a doll. If I text her, I don't even have to go through the app. She's well, just like, oh, I'll it's bring like, Bobby. it's uh, like. I'll bring Bobby Homeward Angels. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, my, it's my own little <laughs> Meals on Wheels. <laughs> America's brand of home care. Hey, Dave, before we let, cut you loose out of here, yeah, we're gonna buddy, cut you loose. Um, give out your uh, contact info, your website yeah. again. Give the little spiel. Sure. Um, so yeah, Dave Woodruff, uh, running for Durango City Council. Um, you can get me on my website, Dave, I'm sorry, www.dave.com. Uh, for Dave Woodruff for Durango. Jesus, Jesus I don't even know my do you own website. Do you want me to website. do it? Or? Yeah, you, you probably know better than me at this point. Do we, do we just chalk it up to the... www.kickandchicken. No, www.davewoodruff4durango.com. So Dave Woodruff, W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F, the number four, durango.com. And guys, there is a donate button, so... Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, until until I make a huge push to get money out of politics once and for all, because I'm working on that, so obviously it's going to work, until I can get that, donate, because we need a voice of the common people. My best story, and I'll leave it on this for you, and this is why I want you to be on city council so much, when we were sitting together on a board, right, I went to a meeting about um, transportation, And one of the city council people, she was a lovely lady, might have been past her um, expiration date, um, (laughs) 
proceeded to her say her best by date, just her best by date. Yeah, you could have frozen her, and she would have been good for like two months. Um, if it, her response to we need better um, public transportation was, I rode on the trolley a couple years ago with somebody, and they said it was great. Yeah. So vote for Dave Woodruff for city council, okay? Because we need somebody that understands that Wi-Fi is not a ghost in the air you need to be scared of. It is a thing that we all use. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure that's really on your platform, but I'm just saying. Not yet. I mean, you, that, now it is. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, we need young, forward-thinking, responsible, even-keeled business and not just be stuck on ideology but also stuck in reality to like where again where the rubber meets the road how can we blend that ideology with what's realistic how what can we get pushed through how can we get to the finish line 100 percent. you're not don king right you're not coming out here making outrageous claims you know what's in front of you you know it's not going to be easy right um that'd be the last thing i would say i mean having worked with you for a couple of years i mean you were the most like point a to point b pragmatic manager that's what's that up. I've ever worked with and I mean like in my lifetime like you were just like we had a goal and we got through those shifts and at the end of the shift it was time to hang out and have a good time but you know from 10 to 4 yeah we did our shit yeah. pragmatism yeah. is so underappreciated just sure. being able to take things a plus b equals c is so underappreciated yeah. um and I've had pragmatism thrown at me like it was a slur <laughs> um, seriously, but it's it's good to have somebody that understands the end goal and sees the light at the end of the tunnel. So I appreciate you running. Well, me thank too, you. buddy. I'm, yeah, man. I'm super excited. Hopefully, I can you know live up to you, you know, will the, the hype. You yeah, fucking buddy. will. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> <or> else. <laughs> yeah. thank hey, we'll, we'll have you back on once you're elected. Yeah, he won't know our name. It's not answering our calls. Yeah. No, I know he's gonna lose our. Prank call us. Prank call All right, we're gonna take a break. Whiskey Reelers. Um, Dave is not gonna be joining us for the last whatever twenty minutes. We're but gonna, we'll be back and finish our thoughts. Yeah, we're gonna have some final thoughts. We'll talk a little whiskey. We're gonna, we'll, we're gonna have an abbreviated version of the whiskey reel. But. Spill the tea on Dave. Yeah, Just exactly. everything we can't say now. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. All right. you guys and yeah we would love 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 some input this is a obviously a bigger deal for us in the local community i know this is inside baseball for those of, of us that live in durango but you also got to hear a great conversation with a really really smart guy that's service driven dude um, yeah if you want to give us some some feedback, we would love it. 970-426-5344. Uncontrolled rage. 970-426-5344. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, Whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Yes, if you sir. want to send us some old school email action, that'd be great. We love voicemails. We love text. We love all of it. 
we'd love to get you guys on the show. Yeah. Providing some feedback. Buddy. Yeah, man. That was a good convo. That was a good convo. Yeah. Um, we're talking about a guy that we know so well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've known Dave now for fucking 15 years. Yeah, you wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you knew him back when he was... I, I dreaming remember, about something like that. I think Elmora. I met Dave when he was the assistant general manager at Steam. And I, I was just, it, I went in there one night with friend of the podcast, Michael Beavers. There you and go. His family. And someone stole Michael's credit card. Oh. While we were at the no. bar. And that was my first introduction to Dave. He came <laughs> over and actually had to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Figure it all out. And then like somebody charged like. $2,000 worth of iTunes shit. On Perfect. The card. Yeah, it was crazy. It was so weird. That's amazing. But that was my introduction to Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm normally gonna... we would talk about whiskey at the at the beginning of this right. whole shit show. But Dave is not really drinking right now. Plus, you know, even though he knows more about whiskey than just about anyone I know. Yeah. Um, I thought it was better that like we would just go back to our format and, and discuss our spirit. Yeah, our I mean, we wanted to save all the time with Dave for um, exactly what you guys heard. The we wanted stuff. to be fairly adult, despite our fart jokes and inappropriate humor. We wanted to make sure that, um, especially for Dave, and we're going to talk to another candidate for city council, so Hope we're not so, going to yeah. be completely biased um, about that, but... That being said, Bobby, we did this a few months ago, but I feel like it was a good call to bring this back only because of how fucking good this is. It is really good. For what it is. Shockingly good. I got I got no bad bad in my brain. I, I'm glad to hear that. Okay. Um, we did discuss it. I, I I remember now vaguely, I think we did this in the um in the bunker. No, I think we did this recently. I think we did this in Cloud City. Did man. we? Yeah, I okay. think so. That maybe so. Because I know we did. So what we're talking about is <laughs> Wild Turkey <laughs> 101 Rye. The kick and chicken? The kick and chicken. Yeah. And holy cow, man. This, this is, 101 Rye is not to be trifled with. Do you, you think people see this label? They see Wild yes. Turkey. And yes. they're immediately like, oh, yes. that killed Janice Joplin, and therefore it's dog shit. I don't whiskey. think anybody cares about her. <laughs> but um, there's certain labels out there. Um, I, I I went down a rabbit hole of tequila a few years back and really dug deep into what that is. Same thing happens with Cuervo. Yeah. Same thing happens with these big box kind of stalwarts. Because there's like the, the Cuervo Select. The Familia. The Familia, Which yeah. is... 250 bucks a bottle. Great. It's um, world-class tequila. Even the Especial de Silver yep. is, I was going to put that in the well, and then oh, it's yeah, like, what do you it. have in your well? Cuervo. And people yeah. immediately, their butt They think time. gold. So same with wild turkey. You see wild turkey, you equate it to your weird, touchy uncle, or whatever the case may be. But <laughs> 101 Black Label has a reputation for ruining people's days sure and um you don't really realize that um wild turkey rye and black label 101 is i i wish people would give it the credit that it's due because as we're sipping it it's fabulous it's fine yeah you know like what i mean by fine is it's not blowing my fucking you know mid middles out it's not changing the way you look at whiskey but right it's 
it, it is such a good product. And even Dave said, put a really nice suite vermouth. You got Manhattan material written all over oh, it, which rye, you really do. 100%. I tried to sell him on the Diet Barks bitters. Yeah, he didn't like that. He didn't like that. Yeah. He yeah. really didn't like He's that. He's so uppity about it. He's a fucking snob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the rye is how much, Bobby? 25 bucks. Stop it. For this is easy. of rye. Easily, That's 101. One, it's going to be top five 100 proof bottles in general. Yeah. Like, it's got to be. Because of the price point. Oh, my it's gosh. It's too fucking good for 25, 25 bucks. bucks. It's outrageous. It's the same price point as Rittenhouse, basically, which yeah. I, I think six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. I mean, um, Rittenhouse, mixing-wise, obviously is king of the jungle. Yeah. But I can't sip Rittenhouse. No. I can sip this. I can sip this. With reason. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not It's not going to kill you, sipping. No, not not overnight. We're going to try. I mean, 20 years, it's going to kill you. <laughs> I did. Go through a 30-year stint, and let's see how you feel about that. Um Real quick, because we did have Woody dominate the entire interview, since this is our podcast of the week, which feels weird, because we're doing this on a Thursday, because we are kind gentlemen that roll around other people's schedule. We accommodate. That being said, what's going on real quick? Do you want to do a rundown? Is there anything going on with you? Um, I mean, I'll cover a little bit of it in uh, when we do Pearls. Um, I mean, for the most part, things are just as challenging as ever. <laughs> And <laughs> we talked about labor shortage, labor shortage. Um, I'm having I'm facing um, having some clients phase out by attrition, okay. um, people actually closing their doors. Interesting. So that's a challenge. So I'm, I'm going to be ramping up a new marketing concept. Cool. To try and generate some business. Um, What's going on with that new bar in town you were talking new about? New bar in town is on track, but it's going to be probably May. Everybody's shooting for May for You know what everything. I mean? Yeah. And so that, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, it's a cool location. It's got um, its food truck adjacent. Got a nice patio. So it will be a really, really cool summer Spring summer venue, and you're going to be a, attached to that in some way. Or yeah, other. I don't, I don't have a title. Um, no, I'm saying you're going to be working either as a bartender, yeah, or I, a this or that, or definitely whatever. as a bartender, lead yeah. bartender, plus basically operations. Okay, you know, and I don't know, you want to call that as like AGM or GM or whatever. It it, it doesn't. It's matter. so meaningless yeah. in the world of restaurants it is titles so are such i don't care dog about the shit. title i i just yeah. know that i'm going to be there probably every day and just kind of running the show and and, and behind the stick we don't need to talk about the bar itself or no. do you feel okay about um the i mean the, bar the name itself, of the bar and all that um it's the bar is going to be called from my understanding right now uh dna can you explain that to me i because don't know I what have, the derivation is going to be on that. i have thought oh okay well, I didn't come up with it. This is not my bar. Um, like, is somebody named David and Andrew and it's DNA no. or... Okay. No. I don't know what the derivation... I'm of, not sure about okay. that either. Um, and that's not going to be my end of it. Um, of course not. Concept-wise. It's going to be a rock punk bar kind of vibe. It said blues. Um, yeah. Is that it, a... Th- it, yeah. Okay. Bluesy rock. 
Okay, I understand. Um, the motif is there's going to be a lot of um, old records on the wall yeah. and things like that. Just like so, a, a nice rock dive. Rock dive is going to Dope. be exactly what the concept Nothing is. Nothing wrong with that, man. And we're trying to bring business into a different area of town up on 8th Avenue. Yeah. So I think it's only a good thing. And you're to, adjacent to Anarchy Brewery? Right. Uh, a couple doors down from Anarchy. I don't know if they're loving that. Uh, <laughs> it's apples and oranges. It's bring, it's bring butts in the seats. From a business standpoint, we're yeah. going to bring people to the area. That's all you need. Just And, you know, we're going to... I think those two things will feed themselves. That's um, fun. Dude, that's actually more uh, marrying material than you think. I think so, too. Because yeah. um, we're going to serve booze. Yeah. We're going to have food. beer, obviously. We're going to have food. We're going to have booze. And we're going to have good music. Not everybody can run across the street to Sarmic. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. God, who would? Why? Dude. Yikes. Honestly, 10 years in this town. Never had a Sonic near me growing up. We had other chain things. Um, I've done Sonic three times. Okay. Can anybody... So you've had diarrhea twice. Explain to me why people would go out of their way. I have no idea. Okay. I just... Maybe there's a menu item I don't know about. No, I, I think... I don't know. Some people probably consider it a step above, like a Burger King or McDonald's burger. I don't really see that. I don't think I so. Think it's, I think it's all the same. <laughs> I'll take a Whopper over it's all the same. It's all the same. It's coming out of the same box. They do have a Philly steak grilled cheese, which I'm sure is not going to give you diarrhea. One thing I do enjoy at Sonic. What's that? I'm not sure why we're talking about Sonic. I don't know, because it's across the street from the bar we were um, They have a really nice little breakfast sandwich. Okay. That I really enjoy. Sure? It's just like a little Texas toast breakfast sandwich thing with either bacon or sausage. And it's, it's really, fine. It's really good. And it's fine. Yeah. Diarrhea? Uh, no. Okay. No. I'm, I, you, and, <laughs> and usually I only get that sandwich after a really long night. <laughs> right. Totally. So any diarrhea could not be attributed to So it's basically a sponge. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Just That's absorbing. all it is. Just soak it up. So hopefully that goes... I'm. I'm my project I'm working on May is the date for a lot of. I don't know why May is this weird bellwether yeah. mm-hmm. month, but uh, opening up a storefront uh, in May on Maine, and then also doing like really heavy farmers market rotation, which yeah. brings thousands of people slinging so, slinging bagels, baggies, dude. Baggies, I love that baggies and schmear. Well, again, I don't have to talk to people complaining. As drunks, because one thing I will tell you, you know this very well about me. I do. Yeah. I will not deal with fucking, I will not be a bartender for drunks. No. Anymore in my life. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I get it. Even people I like. Yeah. Become highly <clears throat> unlikable. Yeah. If I have to serve you. Oh, no. Dealing with your drunk friends is worse than just dealing with some asshole off the street. Yeah. Because you can kick him out of your house. Yeah. But if they're laying down fat fucking scratch... I've kicked them out of the bar. Well, I know. We, some of, we all have. Some people that used to do this podcast <laughs> have gotten their asses kicked out of my bar. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I wonder. Uh, say more. Who could that be? Yeah, who could that be? <laughs> uh, but this was our podcast for the week. We thought it was important to bring in Dave Woodruff. Do you have any pearls of wisdom to end everybody off and make them feel good about their I'll week? make something really quick. Um, okay. And I think I've... I've touched on this before, but I'm going to reiterate it because um, I dealt with a health scare uh, this weekend, this last weekend. Right. 
and it kind of kicked me in the ass. And I had a heart palpitation. Um, after I got COVID, I ended up coming down with um, pericarditis, which okay. is um, like a an infection around your heart. You get fluid buildup around your heart. Right. So that's being treated, and it's fine. But I think I got up, and I probably had like three cups of coffee in very quick succession because I was trying to like. So you got fucking tuned up. I got tuned up. Yeah. I had like a palpitate. Like I felt it. Like I felt. Ooh. I felt my heart like do a flutter. Woo. And my whole body kind of like did a thing. Oh. And then I couldn't. Um, I couldn't catch my breath. Oh. And I. Ca- I was like, oh shit! Like I couldn't catch my breath to save my life. You couldn't breathe deep in. Couldn't like at it was all. Like I, yeah. I, you know when you do the start yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. hyperventilating no, 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 kind of short breathing. That's thing, fucking gnarly. And my hands go numb, and I was like, I'm sitting on my bed, and I'm Yikes. like, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. So I kicked on my son's door, and I was like, ambulance. And um, so he called and uh, got me an ambulance, and I got to spend the day at the ER doing a bunch of tests. They think that what happened, um, I, I have since talked to my regular physician. Um, I've have a I've had a history of panic attacks. Oh, and anxiety that'll do attacks. it. And I think when the the heart thing happened, which was just a flutter, right? You know, probably not life threatening. Just it was a, just a thing that happened. Yeah, I panicked. My body panicked. Sure. And I think I went into full panic attack mode. Which is gnarly. Pretty Feels gnarly. Feels like you're dying. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. And um, it, it panic attacks make you feel like you're dying. Yeah, 100%. Like There's no other way to talk about it. Yeah. And so I think that's what it was. My okay. doctor kind of a, a concurs and right. thinks that's what I'm dealing with. So we're looking at some medication changes maybe and some stuff like that. No. Okay. Yeah. No, it was a, it's been a weird week. Was there a pearl of wisdom? <laughs> you know, um, that's not don't, my pearl. Don't have panic attacks. <laughs> uh, well, no, my pearl of wisdom is um, if you, I, I get in these moments where I'm like, ah, I feel so much better. And yeah. so I neglect and oh, I don't take right, care right, of right. myself. No, I know what you're saying. I don't take care of myself the way I should be taking care of myself. Yeah. And then you run into another issue. Take care of yourself. Yeah. And by the way, one of the reasons we need to, one of the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves is mental health. And I think that is so ignored. And I have not been going to my therapist regularly because I'm like, why should I spend the money? I feel great. Mm. Fact is, I probably, I was coming into a week where we had just lost our good friend Dave um, with Diaz's passing and dealing with all of his really close friends and being the empathetic ear for a lot of them. And, um, I think was weighing on me. And in the back of my head, I knew that my brother's birthday was coming up. Mm. And, which it's always a, a big day. I always deal dread for you. Yeah. And I think that all culminated on kind of what happened on dovetailed Saturday. Into, and yeah. I probably could have avoided all of that by just calling Kate and just being like, Hey, can we talk for an hour? Cause I that got was, a lot of fucking going on. That'd have been it. And it would have helped me. So reach out. Yeah. yeah. Reach out when you need help. Yeah, man, fuck. Um, along those lines, uh, I am currently working at a wholesale like baked goods manufacturer, which is not the sexiest thing in the world. Um, we've talked before about like ego and like how you see yourself, and sometimes those positions you see yourself in are so like you want to you want to have that crown jewel while you're walking around in life. And then you realize that it's all 
fucking utter bullshit. And the biggest thing is taking care of yourself. It goes back to Bobby's thing. Um, I was offered a job that I would have made 20, 20% more money a year, which is fairly significant. And I turned it down because it didn't fit within the context of what my quality of life is now for myself rather than jumping for the money. And I know that sounds very like, oh, well, lucky you. It's more about the point of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's because I don't want to get to a point again when I can't sleep at night and I'm constantly in a state of flux and there's just utter chaos and I can't relax or be happy because I'm so concerned about my job. And that goes back to taking care of your mental health and is ask yourself if it's worth it for you to have a little bit more money in your pocket if you're going to be putting yourself in a position to hurt. Right. Is that worth it for you? And at 25, it might have been. But in my ripe old age with a family, um, I'd rather be making a little bit less money with a lot less stress. I think that's a recipe for um, a happier life. 100%. So we got to move out of that hustle generation, the grind generation, and get back to quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. It's good, man. It's That's good, good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you. Woodruff's shirt was ridiculous, dude. I thought he looked great. Well, what's the organ? Oh, uh, it's not Proud Boys. What is the... No, it was... Um, the Hawaiian shirt guys? Yeah, the Hawaiian shirt guys with the tiki torches. <laughs> yeah, dude. The Charleston dudes. Yeah. Yeah, what were they called? Uh, Prom- uh, Oath Keepers? No, those are the different dudes. That's a different... I'm going to start calling them Charleston Dave. Yeah. You know what they are? <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> 